Welcome to episode 795 of The Sleeper and the Bust. I am Justin Mason, joined by Jason Collette. Jason, how you holding up? Let's see. Uh, what are we, day six, day seven? Uh, now I know what it's like when I leave a door open in my house and a dog runs out. Uh, <laughs> I kind of feel like that. Uh, I have been actually taking, I just got back from taking my dogs for, for a walk um, because the kids are... Yeah, the kids are being kids, and I was like, I gotta get out of the house. So took dogs for a walk, and uh, yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, I've been working from home since 2013, so honestly, it's not the only adjustment. Is I have company during the day, and that's the adjustment. But I do have a shut door office, and for the most, I mean, honestly, they've been they've been good. Jokes aside, but uh, I really. You know, between the recovery from the injury, I can't do much yard work. I can cut grass, but there's other things I want to do that I can't do. And so I'm I'm honestly bored out of my mind. So when you texted this morning, I'm like, yes, please, let's talk. <laughs> yeah, How about you? <laughs> I woke up this morning and I was all, oh, you know, I'm just going to go back to bed. I got nothing to do. I was like, wait, I think I'm supposed to record with Jason. Let's, let's get this done. Because, uh, I mean, I haven't recorded anything since talking to Paul. Uh, and Nick on Monday, so I was like, yeah, let, let, let's do this, so, um, uh, you know, I thought we'd get together, kind of recap your talent team, and just BS a little, because uh, I think everybody, including us, are have been a little bit of stir-crazy, uh, I have a house of six people that are getting on each other's nerves, and uh, the baby doesn't understand what's going on, and my nine-year-old is... Uh, becoming more and more manic. She's putting together a science kit she got for Christmas like two years ago. Oh, wow. Uh, so she's finally playing with all the toys I bought her. Mm. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So I figured let, let's get together, give myself a little break give, uh, from the family and, and hang out with you. So we are going to discuss Jason's Tout Wars team. Uh, he is in the AL auction uh, let's just start with how the auction went kind of in general, because we usually get together, you have to, you know, sit next to Glenn and Rick while they, uh, you know, bang their rings on the table and things like that, and, uh, have to, you know, stare down Mike Gianello or, uh, you know, uh, Patrick Davitt. So what was it like for you having to draft online? So I drafted from my hotel room cause I was in New York. I had I had to be in New York for for business, and I made the decision to stay in New York. So I uh, I drafted from my hotel room using my ironing board as a desk, and I walked out to uh, I had a desk, but I wanted a second monitor. So I walked out to Best Buy and bought a uh, eight foot HDMI cable and hooked it up to the hotel TV, uh, which. Business Travelers, by the way, is a great way. I'm just going to leave that cable in my bag. I should have done that. I already have one at home, but that's a great way to use a second monitor while you're traveling for work. So uh, I did that. But honestly, you know, I have done so many online auctions um, previously. And I'm sorry, I've been doing auctions since 1993. I mean, when I started fantasy baseball, it was an auction. And so I have been doing that, and I was still out of my element for the online. I mean, not, and this is nothing against... The fan, I thought the FanTrack software itself played up really well. Yeah, uh, it did. I, I thought it did. I thought it was nice. It worked out well. I'd only, I've only done an online auction one time, and it was with ESPN software. It was years ago. I mean, I was still living in Florida. That's how long ago. Because I can, I can visualize myself sitting at my kitchen counter, uh, doing the doing the auction from there. Uh, and the whole going once, going twice, sold. You know, they were very quick. Uh, whereas the FanGraphs, the FanTrack's one was going once. Going twice, and there was like this two-second pause. You're the winner, and hey, you lady in the front, you know all that kind of stuff, right? <laughs> um, so I thought it held up well, but it, I was out of my element. And what I I, I kind of compare it to teaching. You know, I I used to teach. I, I was an online teacher, and I don't care how good of a teacher you are. This past week has had to be a struggle uh, because you know a lot of districts. Because this is also my day job now. I know a lot of districts don't fully prepare teachers to use digital content let alone teaching digital content online to people that aren't in your class through, through Zoom and everything else like that, right? So that's where I, and I sympathize for them because, again, I've been doing auctions since 93, and I love auctions. Uh, in, in AL and the NL-only format, I only do auctions. I don't do draft. I only do drafts and mix, so I, I felt out of my element. Uh, and this is one of the reasons why I wanted a second monitor is, like, I wanted to 
be able to have the chat, the, the room up, the draft room in one screen and have my stuff up on the other. Uh, but I, I still just felt out of it. And I think one of the things <clears throat> that stood out from that, we were talking a little bit beforehand, you know, had I been in the auction, some of the, you know, the table talk, I, I had a WebEx going. So Mike Podhorzer and, and Rob Leibowitz and I were in there, but that was the only, we were the only ones in there. Nobody else wanted to join. And I, cause I was like, you know, table talk and we were having some fun early on, but even that got quiet. But it's like one of the things you tend to notice when you're all taking the time to look at things, it's all of a sudden it's like, Hey, Mike has bought, Mike Gianello has bought two, he spent $35 on closers and then hasn't bought another pitcher since. And then he spends it towards the end picking up one and two dollar relievers. And we're like, hey, where did the innings limit go? Turns out the innings limit doesn't exist this year. Uh, you know, it was one of those things that it was either quietly announced early and everybody missed it because Mike was the only person in the room. And it gets back to your point about, you know, know your rules. Uh, but at the same point, you're making a massive change like that. It, you know, we should have had it uh, addressed earlier. But it's one of those things that nobody noticed because of, of the pace of an online auction. There's no timeouts. You know, it's a, we had we had to roll back a couple of things. Like there, uh, early on, it was quite uh, quite funny because uh, well, Mike was having some problems. There was a lag in his software. Mike Trout was one of the first players thrown out, uh, and then I threw out. Uh, let's see, Mike Trout was thrown out ninth player or something. And then I threw out Fran Mill Reyes as the tenth. Well, Mike's software was still showing that he was bidding on Trout, and so like he put uh, the the bidding on Fran Mill Reyes was like twenty four. All of a sudden, it went to fifty one, and we're like, what? <laughs> and so and he's like, oh, so he had to reset, and then we had to relaunch the Trout. But we had to do that like three times. But uh, other than that, it was okay uh, for that. But it was just funny to see Fran Mill go for fifty one dollars. I was like, well then. And then uh, we ended up throwing them out later. Uh, but that's where you know, that's where some uh, things happen. But yeah, overall, like I said, I, I just it took me a while to get into the flow of things. And one thing I I did pick up on quickly, and it was it's a recommendation. If, if anybody, I'm assuming people that haven't not yet had their auctions are going to have them online in some capacity. I know my home league's talking about doing it through Microsoft Teams and video, which will be interesting. Uh, so we'll see if, if that holds up because the CBS format doesn't take into account all of our little rules. And so we're thinking about trying on teams. But I would strongly, strongly, strongly recommend typing in your bids and not doing a plus one uh, because you can get caught price enforcing and all of a sudden your plus one is plus two. And they might, they might not seem like a big deal early on, but later in the auction when you're trying to keep your dollars together and you're like, oh, you know what, I'm willing to pay 12 but not 13 and all of a sudden you're a, a, a half click slow and somebody beats you that's and all exactly of a sudden you're 12 is 14 that's exactly what happened to me with my justin smoke bidding i do yeah i read that in your thing and i do, i do i did a lot of that like i will i'll sit in there i'm like you know i'm gonna take the chance and there was a i'm trying to think like there was one or two there's one or i'm trying to think there's a couple of guys where i i was like you know what i'm gonna click this and if it goes plus two i'm okay with it but i'm gonna do it this one time I, i'm trying to think uh, it may have, because I'm looking at who I got stuck with, and I'm like, yeah, um, Do you actually, mean I don't, I, uh, it may have been there, but that, I mean, that was kind of a need thing too. It may have been there, uh, but it may have been somebody else where I was like, eh, you know, whatever. Uh, maybe Andujar as well, because I wasn't targeting Andujar, uh, but I think he was at 10 and, uh, and I was going to go to 11, he went 12. And I was like, ah, what? And then he stopped. I'm like, all right, I guess I'll take him. Uh, you know, and so that's where that's where that comes into play. But I would strongly recommend typing in your value. Like, don't you, you, if you want a guy, go ahead and put him in there. Uh, put him in there like 90 percent of your value. If you haven't valued as a 20 guy, put him in as 18 and see what happens. Uh, I've seen, you know, early on, I thought prices were uh in line, uh, I didn't see any huge bargains come out. I mean, I have the entire draft order. I'll tell you the first ten. The first ten bids right now were Verlander at twenty eight, even injured. All right. Uh, well, you know, he had, he had only had that. Uh, he had they had announced surgery at that point. So this was you know this was on the December or December. It's been a long week. Uh, March fifteenth. <laughs> then you know Garrett Cole thirty seven, which you would expect with with other guys getting hurt. Luis uh, Robert twenty two, Shane Bieber thirty, which I thought was I think that was one of the plus one situations um, for somebody else. Brad Hand at seventeen, Jordan Alvarez at twenty six, Clevenger at thirty, uh, Chance Cisco at four, Mike Trout at fifty three, and then Jose Barrios at twenty two. Those were our top ten. Uh, so I, I was. 
of that top 10. I was surprised at the Clevenger uh, and surprised at the Bieber. But then with the shorter season, Clevenger, you know, there are some with the shorter season, some of the in, early injury risk are uh, offset. And then some concerns about workload uh, and, and innings limits are also offset. So you saw some of those prices come down uh, later. But, you know, short, you know, too long, didn't listen. Type in your bids. Don't plus one. You know, really resist using the plus one. I think it's really good advice because, yeah, like I said, it's uh, Smoke was a player where I did that. And I was like, well, I like Smoke. Didn't like him for $15. But, uh, you know, I kind of was stuck with him uh, at that point. Interesting that uh, Chris Liss uh, bought the first three players. Did he have, like, yeah. somewhere to be? <laughs> I, you know, he was on this. So we started at nine. So this would have been two o'clock in the time zone he's in. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he, but he's always, he's always like that. Uh, I, I, he, even when we're live, he's, he's hot out of the gate. Yeah. I, I've always noticed that he's not like when you get to the first break, list is usually the low money guy and not the high money guy. I know uh, Phil Hertz, you know, drafting from Hawaii had to get up at two thirty in the morning. Oh, wow! <laughs> in order to do our our auction, I, I felt bad for him. Wow! Yeah, I forgot he lives up there full time now. Yeah, lucky him, right? So I mean, right? So I don't I don't feel too bad for Phil if if he's having a draft from Hawaii. So hmm. let's talk a little bit about your team. Did you have a strategy coming in, or were you just looking for kind of the best deals? So I'm going to be honest with you. I, I had a really tough time getting into the mindset for the auction, uh, you know, because when I when I left, I left Charlotte on Monday, and we were still doing everything live. And then it was I we didn't get the announcement until what Tuesday night that we were, yeah, Tuesday. So Monday, I'm like, okay, we're good. And then by Tuesday night, it really took a lot of air out of me. I'm like, you know, all right, whatever. It's online. You know, I, and that's where I probably sold. I was like, oh, yeah, whatever. I can I can handle it online. So I. Honestly, didn't have a plan. My plan was to look for values, and I knew that, uh, and also remember as an OBP league instead of a batting a batting average league like labor was. But having done labor two weeks ago, I felt very comfortable playing in the pitching pool. Uh, and I'm working on an article right about this right now because the pitching prices between labor and and tout have historically held up really well. Now we had a lot of news in between uh, on this, so that's that's really where some things changed. But the, the prices have historically held up really well, and especially with some of the same owners, you know, with Rick and Glenn uh, and and Larry uh, on having a team in both leagues, especially Larry's prices will hold up. I've seen that historically. Uh, you know, we, Laura used to be in both leagues, and so I would see the same thing. So it, it, I've seen those prices hold up. So I have, and besides, I always feel very comfortable playing in the pitching pool. Uh, not, not a problem. But like offensively, I wanted to, you know, last year I came into this draft trying to buy as much power as I could, uh, and I thought about doing the same thing here. Uh, but then, you know, when I'm looking at some of the prices, like I, I thought the 26 on Alvarez was aggressive, and I did. I actually bid up to 50, 50 on Trout. I was the guy like when we when the bid froze, I won Trout at 50, and I was like, sweet. And, and then it goes because I had Trout valued as as a uh, as a 49 dollar player. So I was like, all right, great, you're going to 50. Then they have reopened a bid, and I was like, I don't want to pay 54. Now, in hindsight, maybe I should have, but that's where, like, I, I was planning, okay, I'll buy it around Mike Trout and build it around Trout. And then when I adjusted on that, it actually took me a while. It took me about six picks to buy somebody else. That's when I ended up buying Grandall. Um, but early on, like, my first two buys were catchers. <laughs> that's what I did. I filled up my catcher spot early uh, just because I really like Grandall. I, I've talked about him uh, being a potential MVP candidate uh, this year, and as he sits in that lineup and the impact he's going to have on that pitching staff, like I see him in the MVP discussion this year, and we saw what he could do last year in the MVP. But that was the the weirdness of my auction is fifty picks in, I had two catchers, JD Martinez and Charlie Morton. <laughs> so it was that's where then okay, I was like okay, I'm going to start playing around because yeah. You know, you know, at least with Grandal, he's got catcher and first base eligibility in this league uh, because 15 game eligibility. But yeah, he would have had that a 20 anyhow. Uh, you know, with Charlie Morton with the shorter season, I don't have the concerns about workload, so I, I really like the 23 dollars I paid there. JD Martinez, you know, last year in his bad year, using air quotes, which is great for podcast, bad year. 
his hard contact rate was in the top 12. You know, he had been like 1, 3, and 12, and he was dealing with back spasms for most of the year. There's been no discount on J.D. Martinez in, in either labor nor tout. I did not get him in, in labor. I don't exactly remember what the price, but again, with the OBP and the batting average format, I don't compare hitters um, there. But I'm just overall, there's been no discount. Then I, I was active in a lot of bids, but then I ended up with Marcus Simeon as my next guy, as the 72nd pick, and I paid 25 for him, which is uh, – Probably not my best buy. It's just when I when I looked at it and looked at offense, I was like, I need to get somebody that gets a lot of playing time. And at the time, I thought he was the best available player to fit that description uh, and get somebody. I had nobody. I had nothing on the infield uh, at all at that point. Uh, but I wanted somebody that I could get a lot of playing time for. And so I did that. Uh, you know, then I took Danny Santana because he qualifies at three positions in this format. And I know there's a, there's a high risk, high reward. Uh, type of situation there, but the fact that I can, I like to have at least three guys when I'm in AL Tout or AL Labor that I can move around the uh, move around the lineup, especially uh, you know, over in. It's more important in labor because you can't bench guys, and if you have that flexibility here in Tout, we've got more flexibility in that. But I still like to have those guys I can move around. So you know, 86 guys in, which is roughly um, you know seven rounds through. I had five players. There are six players. So I had Grandal, Allen, Morton, Martinez, Simeon, and Santana. So curious about your thoughts for that, like that first stanza of it. Uh, I really like what you did early on. I mean, I, I love J.D. Martinez. Um, you know, Grandal, I know you're a big Austin Allen fan. I, I am. I, I don't think that Sean Murphy is going to have the role just to himself. I think Austin Allen has got some pop, and he could even – kind of leapfrog uh sean murphy uh he's my catcher in both leagues by the way i have him in labor and tout as my as my c2 yeah and he's been a kind of a a late c2 kind of guy for me uh in al only or in uh in in deeper mixed leagues so i mean grandal is just a steady steady contributor and he's going to be on a good team again in chicago uh i like what you said about charlie morton because I mean, the big scarcity with him is he's got a bad injury history, but it's been a little while since he's been injured, Um, and he's old, and so you worry about him just breaking down, but a shortened season, he kind of plays up a little bit more, and so I think the $23 he spent on him was a a very good price, Uh, and as far as, like, Danny Santana goes, like, I totally understand people not wanting to pay the price on him, but... Like, there is a lot of upside to be had there, and especially Willie Calhoun breaking his jaw, and we don't know exactly when he's going to come get back, uh, even with the delay to the start of the season. Uh, There's just a ton of upside there, and especially in a a standalone league where you only really care about first place, like, I don't mind taking that shot. Yeah, I uh, and Willie Calhoun's on my labor team. That's that's the that's the painful part of this. It's like, hey, it helps me in one, it hurts me in the other. Uh, yeah, it's you know, it's when it came down to it, it, especially when you look at those first six picks, the one thing you notice is there's like absolutely no speed there. Uh, well, not absolutely, but Simeon was the guy that was going to lead my team in stolen bases at that point. So it was like I wanted to make sure that I had somebody that did some running. And then when I'm looking, I look through the available talent pool. I'm like, oh wait, hey. There's somebody who qualifies at three positions, stole 21 bags last year. Projections happen from 16 to 19 stolen bases, have him hitting 20 home runs. Yeah, the OBP sucks. I mean, the best OBP projection is, <clears throat> pardon me, is zips at, at 307. But, you know, that's a risk I'm willing to take because it gets back to the point where, you like said, with Calhoun out, who knows how long he's going to be there. They want to get Nick Solak in the lineup. But Nick Solak's glove, the bat has to be exceptional like it was last year to keep the glove in the lineup because the glove is not good. And they, you know, they, they have Santana, who they like moving around last year. Uh, and that's where, you know, that's where this 15-game eligibility comes into play because he only had 17 games at second base last year but gains that extra position. Hell, he even played some shortstop. And so I liked what I have said, 16, no. I mean, this was, this was my max comfort level for him. But everything he brings to the table – I thought this was a what was a decent price for him. No, I I agree, and especially in AL only. I mean, when we talked about my NL only team, I really targeted multi position eligible players uh, because you just injuries can derail you in in mono leagues. That's but right. Especially in a shortened season, if we only have a hundred game season, injuries are going to become huge parts of whether people win or lose leagues. 
uh, and having these guys who can play a lot of different positions. And uh, Santana wasn't the only guy you grabbed. You know, Grandal, eligible catcher in first. Uh, you grab Miles Straw uh, for two bucks, eligible short and outfield. Uh, Aledmus Diaz, eligible at first, second, and third. And Brandon Drury, eligible at third, outfield, and second base. Uh, you grabbed him in the reserves. Uh, Diaz mm-hmm. for a dollar, Straw for two. Uh, I like what you did to kind of cover yourself. Yeah, I, I wanted to make sure I, I did that because there are some, I mean, if you look at, we, we've gone through this in order, but like my corners are a disaster. I mean, Danny Santana right now is my first baseman <laughs> and then it's Ryan Mountcastle and Aledmus Diaz. That is my corner. Uh, and I, and it wasn't from a lack of effort. I tried to pursue anybody. I tried to grab, uh, if these guys kept flying off the board, even in late, I was trying to get, but I, when I took Mountcastle and here's another example of the uh, you know, being out of your element a little bit. In my mind, I still had Mountcastle with third base eligibility. He didn't have it. You know, he played he played some third base last year in the minors, but a majority was at first. And like he played like ten games at third, and the rest was at first. So in my so I took him thinking, okay, I take I take him now. I can draft a CI. Nope, I had to then take a third baseman, which limited my choices. So some guys went late. And I was like, well, can't take that guy. Can't get, yeah, can't take that guy. Hell, I, at that point, I even would have settled for Albert Pools. Nope, couldn't take him. Uh, you know, it was that's where some of the when I was looking through what happened, uh, some of that Rowdy Tellis couldn't draft him. Uh, you know, that was somebody I would have liked there as well, uh, but I I, ha- I didn't have the flexibility to uh, to take him because I had two first basemen at that point. Uh, wasn't able to move. Wasn't able to move around. I tried moving around, but I had to take that third baseman. So uh, my corners are bad, uh, and that's why I took. I took. Not that Drury solves the problem, but at least it gives me somebody. The last thing I want to do is carry a dead spot, uh, and it's also you know it's going to be an area that I'll be addressing in, in either trade or free agency uh, for that. But the corners are not good. Uh, you know, I, I like the catching. I don't like the corners. Um, yeah, up the middle. I liked what I what I tried to do. I mean, spending the extra money on Semyon hurt me down. I ended up drafting Nick Madrigal late uh, at twelve, uh, and that was actually that's the guy that was the extra plus one. Uh, I had him. Uh, I think he was at ten, and I wanted to go eleven, and I hit plus one. A click late, and he went to twelve. So yeah, it's a dollar, but it ended up hurting me later. Uh, you know, and then it's like I, I wrote, mentioned this in my write up. I like Shed Long quite a bit, and I could have had Shed Long. Cheaper. He went for eight bucks, like two guys later, uh, or even the next guy. Uh, and so, or maybe the no. I'm sorry, the pick before that. I let I passed on Shed Long for Madrigal, and that the reason why is because at the point I'm looking at the projections um, uh, at my projections for my team, and I'm short on my OBP goal. Uh, you know, th- that's where I was looking at saying, okay, the goal that I had set going into the auction was 345, and that that, that would have put me in the top three uh, over the last three years uh, in tout. And I finished at 336, but at the time, like Madrigal got me got me closer to that. So that's where I looked at it and said I like Long, the player, better than Madrigal. But at the need at the time, I went with I went with the stat need. Uh, I'm probably going to regret that. I mean, because I, I like Long quite a bit. He's going to hit leadoff in Seattle. He's going to get a lot of playing time. And I, I I passed on a leadoff hitter at a better price to take a ninth place hitter based on the potential upside of his incredible bat to ball skills. Uh, so there's the risk reward. I, the, the higher floor is long. Um, that's, and that's where the issue, the, the, the floor for Madrigal could be playing here in Charlotte. Uh, if he doesn't hit, if he doesn't do well out of the gate. Um, so that's where that went. I mean, outfield wise, I get to the outfield and I already mentioned Martinez. I bought Brantley, uh, again, because at the, at looking at the roster, I wanted another really strong OBP guy. Uh, and then we, you know, I took, we talked about Santana, uh, Looking at the skills, we'll see which version of him shows up because you know early on he was great last year, and then he sucked. Uh, but you know, and that, for a year, <laughs> and, and that that second half fade uh, was, I mean, he was injured. So I mean, yeah. I, I believe in Domingo Santana, and I've bought some shares uh, in mixed leagues. Uh, you have, I mean, you have a really interesting outfield. Uh, in you know, you got Talkman. Uh, you have Brantley and, and Brantley and Martinez. I think are really, really solid buys. I think they get overlooked just a bit because of their age, obviously. Uh, but Santana, I think, is a you know is a big gamble that I like, and I love the Puig gamble. You got Yasiel Puig, 
for three dollars. Now, obviously, he has to sign with a team, and he has to sign with an AL team in order for you to keep him. But at three dollars, there's very little risk. Right, and what I was looking at there is we've got extra time, so you know it's it's not like you know if this was the season was going to start on time, I probably I don't I probably I don't do this. You know, because I don't want again. I don't want to start. There, there were other options when Puig went. Uh, let me pull them up real quick here. Uh, when Puig went, Puig went is the two hundred seventeenth guy. So some guys that could have purchased after him that would have had playing time. I could have bought Hanser Alberto, Alex Gordon, Travis Shaw, um, Jose Peraz. I mean, these are the guys that kind of went at that that went after him. But at the point, I looked at it and said, okay. If he signs with a club, he's the best player by far of what's available left in the skills uh, on this roster. What's out there uh, right now, uh, you know, or could, you know, Jose Martinez ended up going two dollars later, right? So it's something I, I could have done something like that. But if he signs with a club, and my my thought was maybe Texas grabs him with the Calhoun situation, somebody somewhere he's got extra time, and it's it's three dollars lost. And if I you know if he doesn't get it, I believe I get to throw him back and get I get fab credit. I think I don't know. Um, I can't remember if you do or not. Yeah, I know you do uh, so, for injured players, but I don't right, know I can't remember. But it's, it's it's three bucks, uh, and so that's why I looked at it and said, "There's more. There's more reward here than risk." Uh, and I would not have said four, but it was just uh, somebody said one, two. I said three, and that's and then it just dropped off uh, there. So that's where I took it. But again, if the season starts on time, not a move I make. Uh, but with the extra time, something could something could shake out because there were en- enough rumors of him possibly going here, possibly going there, possibly going here. Now we've got who knows how much time uh, for something to materialize. So that's why uh, it's just best best skill set available. Like in labor, I think he went uh, seven in both. He was drafted both in the NL and the AL, I think, by Sean Childs and Greg Ambrosius in both cases. And I think they paid six or seven dollars in both both leagues for him. So. I figured at half, I thought he was going to go more. I just said, I'll just push it along. But uh, I couldn't, I think my max bid at that point would have been five. I don't think I could have gone any higher at that point. Yeah. No, I, I like it. And, I mean, let's talk a little bit about your pitching staff because uh, your your pitching staff is uh, filled with, uh, I think, some upside. Uh, also uh, has, you know, a fair amount of safety, too. We, we already talked about Charlie Morton. You you, dra- you get Kent Maeda for thirteen dollars, Jake Odorizzi for fourteen dollars, pairing up those twin starters, uh, Jose Leclerc uh, closer for twelve, Chad Green for four, Matt McGill for four, Jordan Montgomery, which I really like at six bucks, uh, Nathan Eovaldi at three, which seems like an absolute steal, uh, even you know with the disaster of a season last year. Your boy Chris Bassett, uh, and then. Is that oh Lewis Thorpe uh, in the reserves? Uh, do you feel like you've got enough saves? Uh, that I don't know. I mean, honestly, this I thought this was the best part of my draft. Uh, on the save side, I tried to chase as I, I put the prices. So here are the prices that guys went for, and I'll tell you the guys that I bid on. So the first closer was five nominations in Brad Hand at seventeen. I didn't say a, I didn't even participate in that one. Uh, Taylor Rogers ended up going for twenty. Uh, I I bowed out at 17, I believe, but I was I was surprised that there were, you know, I know Podhorser likes him, but there were there was somebody else that liked him up to 19 dollars. Uh, Nick Anderson at 15, I believe I bid 13 or 14. I, I'm still a little gun shy about pulling a uh, full freight price on a raise closer, only because it's never the guy we think it is. Like last year, nobody had Pagan going down as the guy leading the yeah, club in saves. No, I, I completely uh, agree with you. Yeah, there. it's never the guy. Uh, Chapman going for twenty again. Uh, I I participated, but I, I didn't pay that. Asuna in nineteen uh, and Hendricks at sixteen. I participated in both of those, um, but not. I think I bowed out at seventeen on Asuna. Um, and then let's see, Brandon Workman went for eleven. And I think I was nine or ten. Giles at twenty-two was probably the the biggest shock to me because uh, at that point we got so going into it. What I wanted to do is I wanted one of give me one of Giles, Robles, Leclerc, or Rogers, like and and, and that give me one of those, right? So I was like, okay, here comes Giles at the ninety-first pick, and Workman just went for eleven. We haven't had a closer in a while, and then. Bender goes out and pays 22 for Giles. I was like, wow, I think I went to 18. Uh, then Robles, he goes for 15. I was I was there. I may have been the penultimate bid on that one. 
Davitt uh, bought Alex Colomay at 11. I wanted no part. I, I don't like Colomay at all. But then Leclerc came up like three picks later, and I bought him at 12. Uh, Jimenez came up three, uh, two picks after that. Rick and uh, Glenn bought him at 12. I paid nine for him, and nine or eight in labor. Uh, and I know we were, we were, I was in the odd number bid stream on that. And so then I dumped out. Then they ended up buying Ian Kennedy about 10 picks later. Then uh, I bought Matt McGill was like the last closer off the board. And I bought him for four bucks uh, later. Um, the Chad Green buy was just for ratios and strikeouts. I have no premonitions about him taking over the closer role. None at all. Um, I just went ahead and bought ratios at that point. So I think I've got a, and I've never really drafted heavy in saves in this in, in this league, but I tend to finish in the top three or four spots every year in saves. Um, even though last year I, I cut Liam Hendricks a year a week before he got the full time job. So yay, Jason! Um, <laughs> probably would have won the league had I not done that because the guy who picked him up won the league. Uh, but anyhow, I had I tend to do a good job of, of identifying. Uh, potential saves in season. Now with the shorter season, um, that's going to be tougher to do. Uh, and so if I can get, if I can get, uh, you know, be competitive, I just want to finish in the top half in saves. That's all. That's all. So we'll have to see if, if McGill, but I don't, of, of what's there, I'm not crazy about much else there. So I think if he can do well out of the gate, he can, he can get saves. And, you know, if he can get, if he can get 10 or 15 over the course of an abbreviated season and Leclerc can get 20, um, over a course of an abbreviated season, then yeah, we're in a good place. Otherwise, I'm going to have to maximize on the pitchers because, the, I mean, the starting pitchers I like because the plan there was go get guys with good run support. And so, you know, getting getting the guys in Minnesota, uh, getting the Minnesota pitchers uh, was a plan. And that's why I took Lewis Thorpe in the reserves because if one of those guys breaks down, Thorpe is like, use the top gun line, he's the ready five. Uh, so I, I have that protection. So I'm going to have two Minnesota starting pitchers there. Uh, then grabbing Montgomery with the Yankees support and Eovaldi, uh, who really looked good in the spring. And with the shorter season, the durability concerns are eschewed somewhat. But he's it's not a matter of when he gets hurt or if, it's when. Um, and Chris Bassett, I paid 8 bucks for him in labor. Uh, I paid 2 for him here, and I was surprised. The room, I had money at that point. I, I think I could have gone up to 6 and everybody just dried, threw him out at 2, and nobody said anything. I'm like, okay, thanks. Uh, so I was very very happy to get <clears throat> that that price. So I like what I have in the starters. <clears throat> Pardon me, and I think I've got enough here. It's just a matter of what happens with this. the saves will make and break what I can do in pitching. I mean, we're looking to get 60 points of pitching, and there were, I mean, there are some good staffs out there. I mean, you look at lists, he's got Verlander and Cole. He's got both of those guys, and so how long, uh, how long that that's out? But then you've got Erickson with Bieber and Glass now. And Lazar and, and Jesus Lizard and Yarbrough, so like he's got a good staff. Um, and then if if with Bender, if Clevenger and, and Barrios can play out well, that's a good one too. Uh, I mean, my one two aren't as aren't the best, but I'll take my one two three four up against anybody's staff in the league. Yeah, I mean, I I like what you did with your pitching staff. I you know there is there is a part of me that's is a bit scared about your closing situation. Uh, obviously, because if, you know, LeClerc does start off wild, I mean, I think some people have talked about how, you know, closers are going to be maybe more stable in a shortened season uh, because there isn't going to be enough time for guys to kind of lose their jobs or as much time for guys to lose their jobs. Uh, I almost wonder if there's going to be an overreaction by managers because of the shortened season. Guys may or managers may decide to pull the trigger quicker than normal because you can't fall behind uh, in the standings uh, and expect to catch up, uh, you know, in in the summer like you have in in years past. So uh, I, I do worry about Leclerc uh, and if he goes. But I mean, you you, you definitely took some shots on some guys. Uh, don't mind it at all. Um, you know, in terms of pitching, with Gianella not spending a ton of money, obviously Doug Dennis doesn't spend a ton of money on pitching did it did it throw the val- your values off at all uh a little i mean i i expected it but then doug actually doug surprised he spent, a little he bit spent more. pitching i yeah. mean he spent I think you know, 80 16, bucks, on, yeah. 16 on montas 13 on minor 16 on boyd 11 on urquini 10 on yanni Chirinos, and then fulmer pena rafael montero for a buck and uh Hirano for seven so like doug and i we're going to be like simpatico here because he's got the backups. He's got the plan B's to my plan A. <laughs> so like if my plan A sucked, 
Doug could have a really good pitching staff. If my if if McGill and Leclerc do well, he won't. Yeah, so that's that he's I'm the yin to his yang in that regard. Uh, so yep, that but the whole again, I didn't notice what Mike was doing until the end. Uh, but other than that, I didn't honestly I didn't think the value were that out of line. It's just, just I I'm not buying I'm not buying the aces this year, uh, even with the injury, even with the uh, the risk of like I. Uh, the Morton price at 23, that was that's like a, that's like the edge of my comfort level. But I thought that price was too good to let go um, because even heading into into labor, I was like, my I want to buy like a 20 dollar pitcher, and I'm going to build the rest of my staff. I'm very comfortable in the mid game um, and, and the AL tear, uh, player pool this year, and uh, so what, it didn't really throw me off. It's just that the amount of hitting sitting back early on some of those other things, I should have been more aggressive on it. If I was willing to spend 50 on trout, I should have said, okay, then I can buy, go ahead and buy two $25 players. But again, I didn't get into, I had six players, 80 something. what I say? Uh, yeah. 80 something into it. 86, 82 players into it. 86 players. I had, um, I had seven guys. And I had two, two, two of which were catchers, and so then I started buying more pit. Then I bought a pitcher, hitter, pitcher, pitcher, hitter, pitcher, 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 and then I started buying hitting again late. So in hindsight, I should have bought more hitting, gone, uh, gone, gone after some more hitting early, um, earlier instead of waiting until pick one seventy two <laughs> to get back really into the hitting. But I was very picky. I went from pick eighty six to pick one seventy two and bought two hitters. Brantley and Santana. And that is ultimately where I'm probably going to be hurt because when I look at, when I look at end goals, I'm a hundred runs short of what I've needed. I'm about 50 homers short, a <clears throat> uh, hundred RBIs, but I'm fine on speed. So I've got speed to move. Um, OBP is at least in the ballpark wins. Good saves. We talked about the risk strikeouts, plenty uh, ratios are in good shape. So I need to see if I can, Go find a partner to say who's really crappy on steals uh, and you know, need something along those lines because by projections I'm leading the steals format and I've got almost double the steals of Howard Bender so I can turn and, and but Bender uh, is also light on power so that's not a good matchup for me but if I go and look at somebody like Mike uh, you know I've got Mike projected for 80 steals and 283 homers I've got myself for 226 homers and 120 steals. So, you know, we're a pretty good matchup. Or even uh, Ryan Bloomfield, 292 home runs, 83 steals. So there are some there are some potential partners out there. But I, uh, you know, even in a shorter season, uh, I, this applies to all of us. We're going to have to be even more aggressive. Forget, I don't even know what they do about the trade the, trade deadline this year. I mean, for me, yeah, I would start this... off with the All-Star game. You know, mm -hmm. or do something like that to strike start off with the All-Star game. But honestly, I would say, you know what, guys, if you're going to make trades now and, and make the trade deadline or make the trade deadline August 31st, push it way back uh, and try to do something along those lines or uh, because you just got to be aggressive. You can't sit if you're, if you're sitting around waiting for the big crossover. It's going to be too late this year. It, it normally is too late, but in, in, in a shortened season, it will really be too late. Yeah. Well, and I mean the play. We're gonna know more about uh, exactly how everything is going to work here uh, in the next week or two because the players' union uh, and the owners are getting together uh, to try to work out issues like the trade deadline, like uh, uh, you know service time and and guys getting called up and things like that, and, and teams getting extra years of eligibility. Uh, that stuff will all be should all be worked out hopefully well in, in front of whatever op whenever opening day is going to be. So hopefully we'll have kind of have a better idea. It's hard to draft in a league like this where there's just so much up in the air. Like, we just don't know how things are going to work themselves out. And I know for myself, it made the strategy angle of, you know, putting together a team very, very difficult because I just had no clue... Uh, in terms of like you know how quickly guys in the minor leagues were going to be brought up like Madrigal uh, for you um, and or you know Mackenzie Gore for me I you know I don't know like how quickly you know if we have a shortened season does that mean our our uh, in season requirements in terms of gaining eligibility should be shortened it's just uh it, it's kind of a you know 
clusterfuck <laughs> just fantasy yeah. baseball in, in general is just kind of a clusterfuck right now uh, uh and that uh is a very uh you know it's it's a it's a mirror of the rest of the world so like why not agrees yeah it is i mean i, I want to play this team out but uh, at the other at the other side of it if we don't get to it's like okay <laughs> i don't know i just i i, I we were talking before you know, Korea is playing baseball with no fans in the stands right now, and I would kill for that. I mean, we need – I've been watching YouTube clips and old games on MLB Network, and I'm playing Stratomatic with my son, you know, doing anything I can to fill this void because I was supposed to have Thursday off of work. I take opening day off. It is a holiday in my household, and it's just like it's so anticlimactic. Like I have my I, – I hang my raised flag from the front of the house on opening day. It's like it's baseball season. Let's go, baby. And Is that like the I, scarlet I, letter? Yeah, I need it. I need something up, and right now the flag is in the closet. I, I I just don't have the heart. It's depressing to stare at it. So we I put up for... uh, we put up Christmas decorations yesterday. Oh, I've, yeah, I've read I've read about that trend online yeah. where people are doing that. Yesterday yeah. was my wife and my eleventh uh, uh, anniversary, and oh, that's right. Yeah, congratulations uh, on that. I saw that you. scary picture of you with hair. I was like, what? Right? Wait, what? It's, I haven't known you that long. <laughs> it's weird, and there's no gray in my beard. <laughs> so. <laughs> so what I'm hearing is. Uh, Danielle's the cause of all this, or uh, no? Yeah, for sure. I mean, Danielle and children, for the most part, like it's it's a combination. I don't want to give her all the credit for making me the way I am, but um, uh, but yeah, I asked her what she wanted to do, and she was like, "I want to put up Christmas decorations," and I'm all like, "Sold!" Like I just yeah. So we spent the whole day until like, oh God, I think almost uh, eight or nine o'clock at night, just putting up Christmas decorations. I had to find them first because. They're pat. Everything's still in boxes in my house, though we've been slow. Indoor or outdoor? Outdoor, outdoor. I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not yeah, setting up indoor. Right. Indoor right now with a, you know, almost 18 month old uh, is just asking for things to be broken. Yeah, that's the trend that I that I've seen in people setting up mm-hmm. outdoor Christmas decorations. So, uh, final thoughts on your team? Uh, like I said, uh, I, I need to. I don't feel as confident about this team as that. I loved my team coming out of last year. Loved it. Uh, and it performed really well until everybody got hurt. And then, like I said, I, I, I dumped Liam Hendricks a week before he uh, became the closer. So I, I, that team could have won. Uh, this team I'm not as excited about, uh, but it can compete. Uh, and so I, I want to – but that's the thing. I want to be able to use it, honestly, uh, because I can't – I mean, I, I may have to start up a Stratomatic Fantasy League um, or a Hungry Hungry Hippos League. I'm, I'm going to need to have something <laughs> I'm in that, I hungry, hungry hippos. Yeah, I'm <laughs> that I could use to uh, to figure this out because I, uh, I, it's it's crazy. I, and and I, I can't read about football and all the crap. I see the, you know, the Tom Brady going to Tampa Bay. Somebody in the neighborhood asked me because they know, hey, you're a Tampa Bay fan. I'm like, baseball fan. I don't care about the Bucks. <laughs> don't ask me. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, I said, I hate everything. I said, I hate USF football, and I don't even care about the Bucks. I said, my Tampa Bay fandom is associated with the baseball team. That's it. Uh, so, yeah, I, I can't. I, I need something. And, you know, hopefully um, people do what they can so we can uh, stay off the beat. I keep seeing that's the other thing. I, I, I'm, I'm frustrated by the fact we don't have baseball. I'm more frustrated by some of the human behavior that I'm seeing. That's like, come on, people. Ah. Uh. Yeah, stay home. Stay home and listen to podcasts. There's the, you yes. know, we're going to people continue. playing basketball. I saw clips oh, of people yeah. playing ba- pick up basketball and the courts are getting crowded. I'm like, yeah, that's going to be a good situation. Oh. You know? It's, I mean, you know, I, I had to, uh, my, my sister just had a baby, uh, and, uh, she, she got pneumonia at the same time. Oh. Uh, and they were afraid that she had the virus. Uh, and so as she, you know, they, they've got her in isolation as she's, she's given, uh, birth and stuff. And so, and then, uh, obviously they had to separate her from her baby until they could get the test results back. She's all clear. She's good. She has just pneumonia. So, uh, um, but I, I, uh, I had to deliver a bunch of baby stuff over to her cause she can't go out and get anything. Um, right. uh, and you know, she can't be exposed. She's already sick. Uh, and so I brought her a bunch of baby stuff and I couldn't believe driving over to the town she lives in just how many people were out and about. Right. I mean, walking your dogs, walking around the neighborhood is one thing, but like yeah. getting together and playing team sports. Oh, I've been on. invited to like six barbecues, uh, 
<laughs> this in the last week, and I'm all like, yeah, no, I got a kid with a with a weak immune system. I, you know, like I've got a, you know seventy year old mother in law that lives with me. Uh, like I'm not exposing myself to other people. It's just it's just the safer way, and I just don't understand everybody who's willing to do that. I guess. Yeah, I mean, we were. You know, earlier this week, sitting in giant circles at the end of the cul-de-sac, like eight people uh, kind of thing. But now we've made the decision not even to do that anymore. Uh, you know, now that Sarah has to go into a hospital, I mean, Sarah works in the hospital and she said to spend like two of the last three. And so we're like, forget it. We're not doing that anymore. <laughs> Our contacts are here in the house uh, and we're not. So we have we're, we're not even doing that anymore. But, yeah, we were sitting in you know giant circles uh, and just talking to one another out there. But we're stopping that. Yeah, and just, you know, be safe. Everybody be safe out there. Uh, what are you doing to kill time? Any show recommendations? Any, uh, you know, movie recommendations? You know, board game recommendations? So, yeah, I bought, like I said, bought Stratomatic. Uh, I bought the version that's like the rivalry one. So it's like Cubs, Cardinals, Yankees, Red Sox, uh, and uh, uh, Giants, Dodgers. Uh, and so I've been playing that. I got no hit for the for into the sixth inning against my son, the first game we played. Uh, and I ended up losing seven to five. So that you know, started playing that because even the basic version is just like playing the the black and white side of the card and rolling the dice and you know, the game could go by quick. So pretty easy to figure out, you know, right? And I we haven't gotten into the advanced or the super advanced and using the, all the other metrics. It just he's happy enough playing that, uh, playing later with my daughter today. Doing that, I have I finished finally finished uh, Shit's Creek and uh, Sex Education on Netflix. Highly recommend both shows. Um, I'm hoping we have a season three of Sex Education because the show is great. Uh, so you know, finally finished on those. Uh, I think I, I watched Goon again for like the tenth time yesterday because I love that movie. Uh, it's it's so great. <laughs> the characters in it are great. I, I just it's one of those things that come on. Um, but I need to start, I need to lay down. Cause honestly, I'm going to be a bum. I'm working on an article today about the pitching prices and labor and talent, but I'm going to take it easy. Cause I haven't had because of, you know, last week trying to do the auction and then get home. Like I, I woke up at 5am and got to JFK and was like, just put me on a plane. I want to get home. I'm done. Uh, cause I had been in Boston trains. So I just wanted to get home, uh, and, and stay home at that point. So I, I got home, but JFK was a disaster that Sunday night. So Ray Murphy, if you're listening, thanks again for taking over the chat room so I could get home, uh, on Sunday, but I haven't had a chance to, um, relax it's been the work week's been pretty rough uh with all the and again if you're a teacher and listening really sympathize for you guys uh, if you go on my twitter feed i've put up a, a link a couple times this week about some resources on things like one or two of the links are from the company i work with but everything else is is generic and it's, use them there's even a link to my calendar if you want to schedule time to have me talk to your students happy to do that as well um, either about baseball <laughs> or uh, <laughs> or about my job at educational technology. Take your choice. Um, but I've talked. I've done it in the past where I've come into schools and, and talked about uh, being a writing about sports. Uh, and that, that did that at Jacobs uh, when he was in elementary school. I did that, and I was supposed to do it last year for uh, my daughter, and got called out of, called out of, out of town on work, so I couldn't do that. But Either way, happy to help because honestly, uh, like Kansas has already shut down schools, uh, physical schools for the rest of the year. Sorry, Jeff Zimmerman. Uh, and I, I would expect others to come into play. Although I saw DC public schools said they're going to come back at, on April 27th. Yeah, to that, me, that's not going to happen. There's no, I mean, no other school district has announced they want to come back. Everybody else keeps in, announcing closures, even though not all 50 states are closed. Um, but I still, I still don't see that happening. Uh, date, but you know, virtual. Let's try to help each other uh, out with things, and um, like uh, even the stuff that Emily Walden's doing, helping raise funds for people, uh, uh, minor leaguers, because you know those guys don't get paid for spring training at all, uh, and they don't get paid in the regular. They don't get paid until baseball is being played. So some of these guys are in rough spots, and so uh, connected with her and helped out with a couple of. Um, minor leaguers in the in the Detroit system uh, and uh, doing some things through work on donating because we have a corporate match donation program with certain things. So I think uh, one of the kids meals programs, I forget exactly which one did one of those got make sure we could, uh, as long as it's in our database company Delta will match it. So I've been trying to do some of those things thinking outside the house since I can't get out of the house. 
Yeah, I, I know my college, uh, and this is my last semester of uh, my my senior year of college, um, they have canceled uh, all classes, well, in-class classes, and moved to strictly online learning for the rest of the year. They've canceled graduation. Um, so I, yes, so that, that, that's a bit of a bummer. Uh, are you gonna are you gonna twit are you gonna do your uh, own graduation ceremony on Twitch? You know, I, I might just live stream it. I guess. That would be perfect. Just walk through the house in your cap and gown. Yeah, seriously. Just, just walk around my house. I, I don't. Know, I haven't even ordered my cap and gown yet. I, I totally forgot about that. So you could probably find a five dollar one online. Yeah, don't, exactly. Don't go, women. go out and find something and do your own. Because uh, uh, a fantasy baseball buddy of mine from my Roto Junkie days. Uh, I mean, I've known this guy for years on Roto Junkie. He got married yesterday on Facebook. Like they went oh, to. Wow. They had a. They had an official. Uh, they went to some place. Maybe the official came to their house, but there was like five people: the official, two witnesses, and Steve. And I, for, I forgot his new wife's name, uh, Avon, I think. Uh, but they got married on Facebook and live streamed it for everybody to watch. I was like, that was really cool. Uh, and so, uh, you know, maybe you should do a live stream graduation. Yeah, I, I might have to. Uh, you know, my daughter's gone. Uh, they're doing all online learning rest of the year uh, yeah. in her district, which is. You know, I got to go pick up a packet of, of information and then, uh, or, or of, of work for her. And uh, we're doing what we got to do. Uh, let's see. We've been playing a lot of board games. Taught my daughter and one of uh, her friends how to play bullshit uh, <laughs> the other day. Um, she has uh, become pen pals with uh, the next door neighbor kid. So they just drop packages off at each other's, uh, each other's front doors. Um, I've been playing, uh, you know, this, this is, this is a great game and hopefully it's not, people don't think it's insensitive, but if you ever played the game Pandemic, uh, it is fantastic and very, uh, you know, topical, I guess right now. It's a, I saw um, that show's trending. There's a, the Pandemic on Netflix, I think it's like the number four most trending, <laughs> uh, episode. Uh, there's a documentary on Pandemic. It's like number four, uh, show right now trending. It's, uh, the game is fantastic. We've been playing it for about a year on the recommendation of uh, Keith Law uh, from from the Athletic and formerly of ESPN, because uh, he does a lot of board game uh, writing and ranking things. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's a it's a cooperative game, so you don't play against each other; you play with each other against the game. Uh, and it's 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 a lot of fun. So I've been playing a lot. We've been playing that. Uh, we played uh, Harry Potter Clue the other night, which was great. Oh, nice. Yeah. So doing a lot of board games uh, and uh, just trying to catch up on old shows. Uh, so catching up on uh, Survivor and uh, catching up on uh, Suits, which is a show that I really love. Oh, yeah, fell out of. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's pretty much what we're doing. That's, that's going to wrap us up for this episode. Uh, for Jason and myself, thank you for listening. Uh, and we will be back sooner or later. <laughs>